It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 731. What's happening, guys? What's going on? Happy Saturday. It is a ripper here in Melbourne. Like you Absolute predicted. ripper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? And I reckon I predict tomorrow's going to be pretty good too. Really? No, mm. just check the weather. Yeah. It, it, it is going to be great. Uh, Plus we've already, it's, it's We've been, Bodie and I have been to the dirt jumps. We've, uh, I just put the Spider-Man on and we run around. It's been fun. Spider-Man as in the, Friday night drinks. the music? You're playing music? The, oh, he likes... Bodhi has, has a, a good uh, taste. Well, not good, but his taste in music um, includes movie trailer music. It's mm. like real epic, like Batman's. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that oh, shit. Yeah. He loves Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer's great. He just loves a big mm. ballad. It's, um, it's kind of cute, but I mean, that was my morning. How are you, Josh? How, yeah, I mean, I'm feeling better after the almonds. After eating all the chocolate-coated almonds, I felt so sick. But I'm, fe- no, I'm feeling <laughs> well, better I mean, now. You were you what were sort of sickness you declined rapidly throughout that episode. Oh, it was end, like a nausea, like a motion sick type of thing. And like <laughs> it's it's how I felt when I was um, drunk the other day, but I'd only had like a big glass of wine, so it wasn't that like it, probably two standard drinks. But that shouldn't be enough to make. What do you, you think it is like? You're no stranger to a bit of sugar and mm-hmm. a bit of almonds. If What's, you eat a whole bag, did, is that what it was? It was. A, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I ate a whole bag. It makes okay. sense. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was. I got that hot they're not, real they're not quick. Chips. They're not chips, I guess. No, nah, no. Nah. They were yum. Yeah, they're not a snack. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, like dietitians will say, be careful with how many almonds you eat. They don't say about the chocolate-coated mm. almonds, but I'm guessing they're yeah. worse, you know? Well, did True. you have bloating? Because, I mean, a lot of almonds causes bloating. Oh, really? Mate, it's hard to tell yeah. nowadays. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just <laughs> constantly bloated, you um, know? Is it, that ISO Sebs, you might know if this is true. Have you heard this that a friend told me, and I'm just wanting to check check in, see if his science is correct, that in, okay. in nature there's nothing that um, is f- uh, fat and sugar that is naturally occurring in the one product. So last night you're eating really? something that's sweet and an almond, uh, and an almond which is consisting of fat, and then all the good, you know, all the naughty food like fatty, like fatty, Donuts. sugary. Like you think about like the like going in oh, oil that has been fried in fat. Yeah, and so it's like crack. I and I was because we were, we were talking about drugs and we we're talking about and then sugar and how it is just a fucking drug. Like. Stinging for it, you know. Mm-hmm. You get itchy, and you need it. Like, there's not much difference between that and just really wanting wanting to get a bag of weed. It's uh, <laughs> one one is just legal, the other's not. Mm. You know, I get that. And so, how was it anyway? Was it was it okay without me? Well, yeah, it was all just a bit confusing because I had to chase you up to see if you were coming, and I don't reckon you would have let me know if you weren't that you weren't. Because, but I know you were in pain, so I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. he must be real bad if he hasn't." No, just I let sent us a, I not. sent the um, playlist to to Sevs, but I didn't realize oh, that Sevs. Well, Sevs wasn't in the, the you know Sevs wasn't the, in the drinks yeah, until about forty five minutes uh, later. Yeah, he's going to show up. <laughs> and so, how did yeah. how did you go? Because I think I saw an Insta story where you're playing "Circle of Life" by The Lion King, which was a fresh track that I ah. put in today, like, sorry, yesterday for Friday Night yeah. Drink. So, you're putting out the bangers. Yeah. Well, well Charles I mean, did a great job. We've, yeah, yeah mm. we have to say thank you to young Charles, King Charles, as I like to call him from Bathurst, who who stepped up to the plate, uh, tech god, tech god Charles or mm-hmm. King Charles, whichever <laughs> one you like, better Charles you can take. Um, mm. And yeah, so he was playing it. He's great. 
I mean, it was a, what it was I an appreciate about dance party. Yeah, it's great. Well, I mean, what I appreciate about Charles is he went for dinner and left it going. So it was just his camera, and it was just his chair <laughs> in his bedroom. Yeah. Now everyone's like, "Where's Charles?" It and doesn't he's matter because he, he playing the tune exactly. Right. He, yeah, no one, no one knew, but he messaged me saying, "Mate, I'm off for dinner, but I'll just mm-hmm. leave it going." Which shows at one point he had. You go on, at, George. At one point he had two cameras, so he had the camera of his bedroom, and then he had another screen with just a photo of him. So he was there twice. <laughs> but then I mean, he, was, um, yeah. what it I enjoyed reveal, it also, it, it does reveal though the lack of need for a DJ when you have a playlist. Like if you can walk off and have dinner. <laughs> yeah. And it's unaffected. It sort of does. I guess like the, it does make you question the DJs that are, you know, sort of doing a lot what's, of the Yeah, what's Grant Smiley yeah. for? I mean, that is what people uh, question DJs that don't produce music themselves. Like, so mm. Calvin Harris could do a set of only his songs, whereas most mm. DJs are playing other people's songs as well as theirs. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah. you know, and then it's, yeah. Anyway, go Georgie boy. Oh, no, I was just going to say that towards the end of the night, another thing I loved about Charles was he was changing his background to whatever song he was playing. So, oh, he put like yeah. the artist on stage or, you know, Eminem or whatever. It was great. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he needs it's a, a DJ name. I, f- I feel like he could yeah. become the, the show DJ. Charles yeah, says he'll take definitely. Tech Charles. Jeez, so. Tech Charles. I mean, Tech, tech Charles, Charles is Techno Charles. To it. Tech techno Charles. Charles. Yeah. King you know. Charles. Mm. I, um, I woke up, though, feeling like a coffee this morning, a beautiful day in Melbourne. You sort of want to go out yeah. to a cafe, have a coffee. You know, you know. I actually started thinking, as well as the almonds, I was wondering if it might have been like the caffeine that you hadn't mm. had. And maybe you were, you know, oh, s- switching no. it out. Were you feeling it all irritable or any anything before you had the almonds? Um, did I feel irritable? Uh, oh no, I'm getting over the Friday night drinks. I reckon I'm going to take a break from it. I think I, I, I feel like on a Friday night after doing a week of um, shows, mm. I sort of like by four o'clock after getting used to doing the midday show, I was like, I don't know if I can be fucked with this. And so that was part of it too. Is like if you're feeling sick and then you're, um, you're slightly irritable, I feel like being irritable and having a megaphone it's a lot of... That was um, me last week, Josh. A lot can so, go wrong. You know, I get it. Yeah. I get and so it. So anyway, yeah. yeah, I was probably... I probably was irritable. And because you're trying to From work the out... caffeine okay. though. I'm uh, talking caffeine though. That's what... That was the connection. I asked you, it was irritable uh, bef- because, because you hadn't had caffeine that No, I think I was irritable because I, I had to do Friday night drinks. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> um, no, maybe. I don't know. What did you think? Do you, how do you feel today having no coffee? Uh, I had chai. I feel feel good. Yeah, that's great. That's good. I guess there is a bit of caffeine. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he's irritable. <laughs> he's I know. I literally. Irritable. No, I didn't Georgie know that boy, I had to go. Georgie boy, do you um do, do you drink coffee on the weekends? Because I feel like you're just a guy that has it midweek or like during the week, and you're like, you could be one that goes yeah. for the whole weekend without it. Uh. No, I like going for a walk and getting coffee on the weekend. Haven't had one today. We had a cup of tea, which was lovely. Lovely. Um, just a just an English. Now breakfast. you're talking Josh's language. What'd you but, have? Um, <laughs> it was not. Yeah, English breakfast. Just I don't know. Just the standard red box brand, whatever that one is. Um, Sounds fancy. But now nah, it's probably time for. Oh, a beer I know soon, that brand. Um, 
upstairs. I mean, you, you didn't miss out on too much last night, Josh. Um, George, uh, George, Jordan Michaelides uh, gave me shit about my tattoo, which led to a, a great reveal from Georgie Boy. Did you know Georgie mm-hmm. Boy has a tattoo? Uh, no, I really? didn't. Really? But also there's emotional attachment to oh. the tattoo, so that's also a bit of... Did you mention the fact of how the tattoo came about? Uh, no, but I just I just actually made a uh, dig at his grandma, <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah, you know, it wasn't nah, recorded. Fair. So it was all good. Fair call. Yeah. Fair, fair call. Yeah. But, I, but yeah. I appreciate it because if he, didn't, if he didn't say it, George mm-hmm. wouldn't have revealed that he actually has a tat. And uh, yeah. Georgie boy. I've actually got two. Tell us about your tattoo. You got two? Yeah. Got one but, last um, night. The one that we were talking about. Got one last night. Oh, this is a nightmare. Oh, this this is is absolute, absolute, it's a loading George, sign. George, do a reload. You, George, can you go in George, and George, do a reload. I feel like Georgie Boy should get a George tattoo, would, which is a loading symbol, def- you know? Like just <laughs> oh, absolutely. Tech, yeah. Yeah. tech troubles. Anyway, or maybe 500 was, MS for no, 500 no. million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I left just as you were saying, I feel like George. And then, so what did you say after that? I said, that I think that you should get a um, a loading symbol as a tattoo. Um, oh, that's a good idea. Low battery. <laughs> yeah, low low ba- battery. Yeah, but go low on. Battery. Yeah, what are your tattoos? Uh, so well, one bar. The first one, one bar. Was, um, one. <laughs> it was. Um, we we're talking about what our favourite movies were, and first mm. reaction for me was Reservoir Dogs, which, to be honest, it probably isn't now. But it, I just love the, the idea of Tarantino being a, you know, a, sleeping on someone's couch and then coming up with this idea of Reservoir Dogs and writing it, and then that set him off. So I got a yeah, tattoo of like, Reservoir Dogs like, when I was eighteen. Yeah, that's great. And JJ, have you Josh, seen it? I think you might know no, the cover. It's I've, like, I haven't it's, seen isn't it. Isn't it red? The cover's red with the silhouettes, the black and white silhouette or something. Anyway, George is gone. Black and white. He's lost. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of something else. But oh yeah, no, no, you're right. No, you're right. It, uh, am I? So, so, so what is it? Look at got red. So Georgie boy, where is it on your body? Yeah, we could look at his foot to look at the cover because it's basically the cover, isn't it? See. Here we go. George is he's, getting his oh, kid off. Go. I mean, his shoe. Yeah. Oh, my God. Off. Here we go. He okay. did this How's last he gonna night. He's going to do this. He's, oh, quite, he's actually he needs standing to stand up. up. Oh, my God. He's oh, wow. Oh, my Wow. It's higher, got a higher. really solid fade. Wow. That's the impressive oh my bit God. is how yeah. they've got it, that gradient. It was like Sev's, Sev's hair. hair. Where did you, <laughs> yeah, where did you go to get it done? Where did you go to get it done, George? Just some someone in Byron. What do they say? When And how old were you? 18. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I probably won't be getting any more tattoos. This was like, you know, <laughs> I was just young and... You got one. Young and... Spur of the moment. Done. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's on your foot. You Man, can't did see it hurt? Feet unless you've got thongs on. Well, yeah. Exactly. No one knows I have tattoos. Um, did it hurt your foot? The other ones on my shin. Oh, it hurt so much. It looks like a Actually, sore, it looks it like hurt a sore as, place. Like. Mm. Well, foot's like meant to be like one of the worst. And that was my first one. Yeah. So... I thought it was going to hurt way more. And then when I went and got it, it, it actually wasn't that bad. And then I had to get it touched up. And um, Did you have to get it touched healed. up? Why did you have to get it touched yeah, up? Yeah, cause like, because some bits sort of like fell out. Okay. Oh. Like the guy's glasses were like falling off. So Really? So, I mean, you care about it enough <laughs> to sort of be doing maintenance yeah, on that? How long, how long between? Well, it, it was like a week later. Was it free? It was like a week okay. later. Was it free? Surely it was free. The touch-ups? Yeah, I think it Surely. I think so. Can't remember. It comes mm-hmm. under the yeah. warranty. Yeah. I don't know. Is this, do, do I, don't, I mean, you, 
It's like a, yeah, <laughs> the haircut. You get you don't like your haircut. You take it back in. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone back and got your hair sort of redone because it was they fucked no, it? Definitely not. I did no. it once. No. Oh, really? oh I, no. I did it once. Going to the ha- the same hairdresser for thirty years or whatever. For, yeah, I wonder if it was him. Maybe it was him. Maybe that's why I felt like I could do it. I feel, I feel like if you did it to a stranger, they'd be like, "You're an asshole." Like you got no rapport with them other than, you know, forty minutes in a chair. Yeah, I, I mean, I your I brand value is around hair, so it makes sense. And so, oh mate, not and like, so not, what? Not how did the they fuck it up? Six years, not in the last six years. I don't know. I think it just wasn't. It was either like I've had some real doozies where people, other other head hairdressers, have left longer bits or gone too short in one area. Like it's just a bit whack. I don't know that. What do they say? Um, the difference between a good and bad haircut is three weeks. A bad mm-hmm. and good haircut is three weeks because you get it bad and it grows. I thought the saying was the, it's a good. the difference was a hat. <laughs> I mean, that's been my mantra. I'm actually going to get a haircut after the show. Really? Really? Oof. I'm pumped. Just cuts? Yeah. Where are you what going? Are you, where are you going? Nah. It's Carlton. It's a really good one in Carlton. I can't remember what it's called. But it's just Let like me guess. old school barber. How much are you paying? Where you just walk and you in. get a beer. 65? Is it a hipster joint or is it legit nah. old school? Uh, yeah, it's like a or old school in in um in what do you call it? Like you you can't book, you have to walk in, and and it's always mm. like a two hour wait. But yeah, you get a beer. And it's not that expensive. It's like forty. Oh, that's bucks. annoying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I good. used to go to this guy named Grant, and Grant used to have memorabilia all up, and he's like, "This is when I when you say old school barber shop, it is that. It's an old school barber, and he he's not a young hipster running it, but he used to be so obsessed with, with golf." And he used to, and all my mates used to go there, Conspiracy Jimmy, Conspiracy Jimmy's brothers, whole bunch of us. And for, I reckon, 10 years after I stopped going there, he would ask, and my mate found it so funny. It was like we were stuck in time. I used to have a motorized scooter, and he would always ask about me and how's Tommy's motorized scooter. It was almost like he was a robot stuck on repeat. But it just got so far beyond the time. Like, we'd grown up by then. My mate was still going there. He's like, yeah, how's Tommy? How's his motorized scooter? It was like... He was just he doing gear, maybe? I mean, that's funny gear. <laughs> that's very funny. It's that's really very funny. funny. Yeah. It's something you write into a sitcom, the hairdresser that asks the same question about one guy. But maybe you had those, about. like, index cards where maybe he was keeping track of <laughs> and that was the one thing that he had. He'd never updated it. <laughs> It's like um, that's what he's updating his CRM. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brie's psychologist yeah. had had miswritten down uh, her brother's name and my name, and so she kept calling me <laughs> her brother's name. So this, oh, this, this can happen. Um, uh, talking about hair haircuts, um, I thought like um, with all the megaphone stuff, maybe we can quickly do a megaphone. Uh, read, but then also at the back of that, I want to do an announcement on the megaphone. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, oh. yeah, great. Go for it. Great. Go for it. This announcement is brought to you by our megaphone sponsor. Our proud naming sponsor for our megaphone is Shine Hairdressing Berwick Waters, a boutique salon using nothing but the best original and mineral colors and hair care. The announcement is I want to put the megaphone sponsorship on hold until monday until 97 has an official page so we can manage this better 
I feel like the current situation with waiting for emails and dealing with PayPal <laughs> is a clusterfuck. Thank you. <laughs> Great call. Great call. Great yeah. call. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think was that was part moment. of the irritability. Was trying to manage all like it was a, things were coming in. What am I doing? Cam van? Is it? Is it Kate? Is it like who's who's managing this? The yeah, sponsors, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. The the gatekeeper is Mister Ninety Seven. Is that what mm-hmm. we're saying? Because he's got, yeah. he's doing the spready yeah. spreadsheet or something. I mean, I threatened at one <laughs> point to throw it off a balcony and smash it if it all goes out of, <laughs> out of hand. Like we'll that's how we end that. this. We end this <laughs> whole deal. No, nah, it's paid for itself, JJ. You've, yeah, you've it's really it, good. We can, we can smash it now. Be, yeah. It was free. Yeah. Well, I'll put a, I mean, can we... Um, uh, one of my favourite Gronks is uh, Gronk Jasna. You might see that she posts a fair bit on social. She has yes. pirated our logo and created <laughs> her own The Daily Talk Show mug. Have you, have you seen it, Tej? Yeah, and there's a video on our Facebook group which you can access if you know the answer to who's Queen Gronk and how long have you been listening. Um, easy questions. You can enter on Facebook. But, um, yeah, I saw it in there and I saw the video and she's turning it. I'm like, oh, my God, how is that wonky? Like, how is mm. our logo <laughs> gone wonky? Do you know how it went wonky? I, ha- I have my theories. But do, do, do you know the actual answer? Or? Yeah, Jasna, the absolute legend, giving it her best, took a photo of her hoodie that she bought. So, the you know, she neck, had a piece of The sloppy joe, our, as she calls it. She, she calls it a sloppy joe. I, mm. You call it a... Boy, crew neck. What do you call it? Boy, crew neck. Crew neck. Oh, and mm. the boyfriend style. Lots of boyfriend style is just big. Yeah. Just, okay, yeah. And so she took a photo of it and then it's like a print onto a mug and the mug's curved and it just, yeah, it's really wonked out. But, I mean, <laughs> 10 points for trying. That is such a good effort. Well, uh, Mike Miller said that it, he reckons it comes under fair use because it's actually a parody of the logo. <laughs> 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 Mike! Which, um, which I think, is, so which I think is fair. <laughs> but, um, oh, mate, wow. it was, can I just say, it was beautiful. Like, going out today, walking, people with their dogs around. I actually had a dog yeah. jump up and lick me. Oh, and, that's um, yeah, it no, it saw like, a bit of almond on you. Did you like yeah. it? Almond yeah. on your, on <laughs> well, like the thing is, I feel like it was this. This that dog's um, not doing too good now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? The almond. They're not allowed the chocolate. Sick. Yeah. Re- and you, um, you were sick, and the dog's not allowed chocolate, and so it feels anyway. That's all good. Yeah. Um, no, the dog's fine. It was a great moment. <laughs> and so yeah, no, the dog licked my hand. I was like, oh, this is not like it was just sort of like oh, the world like because I. I, I am going through the stage of like, man, wonder when the world will end. I mentioned it yesterday, 50 <laughs> years. Like, surely it's all going to be but just looking, just being like, are we in a simulator? Is the world going to like, oh, it almost feels like going. Elon Musk. No, I haven't. That's a thing. But I've it's seen. A, it's um, actually just Kevin Rose. <laughs> yeah. No, I reckon, I reckon it's going out. I don't know if anyone else notices this, but spending, because I've been in the apartment for the most part and um, going outside Everything feels like I'm in a movie and everything feels like it's hyper-saturated, like all the colours are really green and like the, the grass is greener, the sky is Can't blue. Say that. Are, you, are you saying because you haven't been out that it's much that you're, it's, you're seeing this? It's like it seems different? Yeah, I think so. Like Because we're in a pretty muted house. We've got sort of um, 
<laughs> I think I got you, Josh. Um, <laughs> that joke was about Sevs being colorblind. That's all. I, was, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you've picked up on that. It's never been a a um, a thing in the show. Sevs colorblindness. When did, when did you hear it for yeah. the first time, George? How is it stuck? I I can't remember. I don't know. It's just one of those things that you go, oh, that's interesting. Like, you just don't forget that sort of stuff. Okay. We actually have a sign in the office that's the colour that he can't see and it says on there, <laughs> says he's colourblind. Really? <laughs> um, it's like disappears. You don't see it, Sam, do you? Uh, no, but do, no, are you guys, have you had any experiences of going out in the real world and feeling that difference? Oh, it's feeling the difference of what, sorry? that Just like that going out and like, being like, oh, the world feels different. This feels unusual. I mean, yesterday no. I just walked to the shops to get beers, and the more like there is a resurgence in people just being out and about. I saw a guy holding a beer, drinking it, just you know, in the car park, and like there was just people doing shit that I haven't seen in weeks and mm. weeks and weeks. But um, I mean, like yesterday I was listening to a podcast, walking along, and, and and the person on it was talking about how we all um, fool ourselves into a false sense of. Uh, safety in a, in our lives meaning that it's we're in a hyper dangerous world you 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 could drive to the shops and die you could walk up your stairs and fall back and die um and there's there's we're not living in a in a like uh, existence of like being petrified of all of these things i mean some people are but we all convince ourselves that we're quite safe and you feel like you're you're good at, in and you're saying moment. we're not. Well, no, we never are. You could mm-hmm. like how. I mean, you that's pretty dark. I thought I was going dark with the, the whole fear. thing. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I'm this? saying. But you're, yeah. you don't consider the fear of driving to the shops and the reality of what could happen. You don't need to. And what I'm saying is, Josh, I entered into that thinking of, oh wow, that is such a true statement. Where, you know, you most of it because you don't want to feel unsettled mm-hmm. every moment of your waking life thinking about that shit. But yeah, I did enter into it. Like you're saying, Josh, you entered into it. That's all it was. Yeah, what about the... Weird, I feel like thing. we had this conversation years ago, like two years ago, push back mm. on negative thinking. So for instance, I feel like I'm someone who it's like, don't need positivity all the time. Like, you know, there's like the types where it's like, nah, like... I'm happy all the time. It's all positive. Like, no, no, no. Like, negativity is bad. Where do you think you're on the spectrum, TJ? Because I feel like you were the, you're the guy that always looks at the positive, which I guess is yeah, a... Yeah, I mean, but I don't, like, understanding our reality doesn't have to be negative just because you you realise that the only, the only promise when you're born is that you'll die like that is the like it's full on and and it's like yeah this so this podcast i was listening to they were saying who what was the podcast and who is it it's sam harris and uh a woman that was on it she's i could listen to her for like just i could i love her voice she sounds she's so great um hang on i'll tell you what's her voice sound like american or what's what's the yeah she's american caitlin flanagan Mm -hmm. and she she's She's had cancer, so she's she's be, had stage four cancer, and she's talking about her story um, that she just wrote about her experience. She's had cancer for seventeen years or something, in and out, and mm. stage four, and and um, 
she was just talking about this plane crash that happened in America where it was horrid. It was the plane left from LA and it crashed into the border and died. And they wrote this piece about it, the paper did, and they asked all these different religious sects what it meant. So they asked Christians what, you know, like they asked a few sort of key people, what does this mean? Like, what can the families take from it? You know, it's like a freak accident. And um, you know, there's a bunch of stuff, but the 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 Buddhist who Did anyone say said, mechanical issues? Like, surely that could have been. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, but, but it's anyway. more about it's more beyond that. It's more what's yeah. the meaning of this? How do we look mm-hmm. into this? And the Buddha and the Buddhist one said, "Well, all we know is that when we are born, you will die too." Or something around that. Just mean, it, but it was just a great moment where it's like not looking too far into mm. the thing that's happened outside of you know what does it all mean? What does it all connect to? We're all going to die. And so if you did, you could scare yourself into an existence you know, where you are thinking about that all the time. But it's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't really serve us. And so your answer to negativity and how much... I think I'm more affected by negativity that is created where I'm consumed by it versus the negativity of all these, uh, you know, possibilities or things that aren't going on right now. What about negativity um, as a driver, like a driving force? Nah. Nah. Isn't that, have you watched the Michael Jordan? So I watched the, like, have you watched the Michael Jordan series? I've watched the first episode, yeah. Okay. Has anyone watched more than that? Georgie Boy, Sevs? No? No, I haven't actually, but I'm I'm heaps keen to watch it. Mm -hmm. Mum loved it. She said it was great. Yeah. I just saw headlines. Um... And so I saw that he was like they talk about um, him having a lot of like holding grudges and things like that. Um, and so like I wonder where for him that negativity, mm. like how that served him or whether it was just a unnecessary thing. Oh, well, you look at it. So remember when Nick Rewalt, we asked him when we were filming mm-hmm. him, you know, what made you smile on the footy field? And he said, no, nah, nothing. I'm angry. I was angry. I think there's just different drivers for people. Some, it's like high level of anxiety. Like you're, you're, I know Jules Lund is like, he suffers a bit when he's high, achieve, you know, trying to achieve at a high level. Like he, he, he puts so much pressure on himself and I see it from the outside. And that's a version that has got him and reaped him results. And so Michael Jordan, that version got him a lot of results. Mm-hmm. He was also extremely talented like natural ability and but yeah so for me yeah i don't know if what is the driver then what do you think is the number one thing that you think about when you're making your decisions i i guess it's it's more it's more against my against myself i'm trying to work this out because i don't necessarily like a heap of pressure like i'm good at putting it on myself like, why do we do anything? Like, if you think about all this ISO stuff, surely it's sort of getting us to a point where we're like, okay, if our jobs aren't secure, if our if um, our living situation isn't guaranteed, mm. why do we do what we do? Why are we driven to do the things that we do? Why don't we do other things? Why do we work at all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, some big questions right there. I think it's... Um, I've been pretty driven by lately fear... Uh, understanding how I'm responding to something. So like I get anxiety or uh, 
I'm stressed about something or there's a situation I'm in and I and I see the response that I'm having and then how then then what after that and sometimes I don't have the insight to be able to see it that sort of removed because I'm so in it but I do like understanding why I'm feeling like this and then how can I you know, like the, I guess the video thing, the video project has been trying to sort of understand, yeah, why, why I wasn't doing it before or how I could, you know, just sort of, I'm still trying to work that shit out, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a complex answer. It's a complex question. Sorry. Mm. And so the, like if so if you like reframe it so there's the anxiety piece but then it's like the um yeah there's the broader filter system mm. around okay this is the like do do you have a sense of what your internal system is for whether you're going to do something or not do something internal yeah I, because i can't say that i'm doing something like what i know is that i don't like to say that I'm doing something unless I really am going to do it. Because then it's... What, I does that, be what does that annoyed. mean? I'll be annoyed at myself too much if I don't do it. Like, I, I want to... I feel like I need to follow through need to be with right? anything I've put out there. I don't know if it's right. It's just... a ver- Maybe it's just like a value that if someone says they're going to do something, I like it when they do it. I, when I say I'm going to do something, I like it. I like to follow through and do the thing that I say I'm going to do. So if things change, um, like how, like, so say for instance, if I was like, okay, I'm going to do my photo project, I'm going to do it every single day, which is basically what I me. said. It doesn't affect me though. Um, it doesn't affect me. What if, do you mean? In terms of me, me being affected by you not. Oh doing no, that's that. not what I'm saying. So like using no. that as a, using that as an example, um, if I had felt that I'm having to do this every single day for the rest of my life or whatever it is like of course i'm never going to do it and so i Mm. wonder if the sense of saying like i'm comfortable saying something and then things changing because like i like if i only said things that were guaranteed if i only said okay i'm gonna do this Mm. and then uh i do something for six months and then i learn that it's not serving me i have like two options i can stop doing it because i don't feel like it's serving me or i can think i need to continue doing this because i want to be right from what i said six months ago but if we frame it as we do the thing to work out whether the thing serves us doesn't that mean that we should be more willing to have a crack but then also change our mind you can change your mind but you i you know it's I think we're not we're not looking at an example that is cut, like or is suited to what I've been doing. It's more. Well, like, I just I wonder about the promise stuff. I wonder about like the I'm the guy that does the thing that he says he's going to do. Whether I think there's nothing wrong with that as a value. Like I think it's a is, good value, but I think that it, if it's also wrapped up in, um, it could also be wrapped up in the fact of just wanting to be right. Like I saw a um. I should link to it. I saw a video yesterday where it's a guy talking about uh, 
the obsession of being right. He talks about he was in his car and his dad was driving and the person had to give way to him and he wasn't giving way and he nearly like crashed the car. And it's like he would much prefer to slow down and get home safely and in that moment not be proven right than to be proven right. No wonder, I think that I do that a lot. I think that I um, tend to, yeah, like you do want to be right. Like you do set out, like whenever we set out to do anything, if you set out to do a diet, if you were like set out to do a million and one things, you never, you don't want to fail. You want it to be right. But I wonder... Um, yeah, the right thing's too simplistic for me. Like it's, it's, it's not... I, I understand it, but I, I, I feel like someone's tried to sort of simplify something that's very, very nuanced and just using the term right or wrong is is not is probably not there because mm. then it I just wonder if it's like nuance in within something that you you start you know it's there's it, it, it what's it what's sort of the extrapolation of you know um, promises it's like well so there's there's a uh, bunch of so what are your values so for me it's like okay I think that's there important. would be people who would say I always do what I say I'm going to do and so they don't say much. They sort of yeah. half bake it. They don't like. They don't do anything that they could be wrong. Uh, that or they might fuck up or they might might fail. But um, think about that in the in the sense of a being a parent. Trust. If you tell your child like these kids know, kids are, are wanting. It's some kind of safety. Like if that's anything, it's more just like of a. I know how this is going to play out, versus right. It's like. I'm just of an understanding of if I do this, what I've said I'm going to do. I, well, I guess it's controlling your controllables. So all, yeah, yeah. I think if like if you're feeling shit about your life and the and I definitely think it is like when I'm not doing the things that I think mm-hmm. are connected to me and my values, I don't feel like I'm. You feel unsettled. I think that's when I have felt like a bit of a. Uh, you know, a bit of a piece of shit. Like when I'm not, it's like Harps, Craig Harper, and many people saying living in alignment with your values, you like that is a, that's a good existence. That's when you sort of, you know, aligned with your internal and, mm. and, and, and then, you know, people sort of, when I, when there is someone living in alignment with their values, it's, it's harmonious. And a lot of the time they are, nice to be around mm-hmm. not, so, not always but yeah I, it's interesting what do you think Georgie boy like with what we're talking about I'm just trying to figure it out for myself like in terms of like drivers I don't think I've ever used negativity as a driver before I've never been like I'm going to do this just to prove them wrong or whatever mm-hmm. it's always <laughs> been to um yeah, it's always been positive. If I, want, if I want to do like go into a project or whatever, it's um, it's the driver is the positive feedback and and people enjoying what I'm doing. And if it's not working, yeah. then you have to you change. I agree with that. I think if, if you're not getting any enjoyment out of it, there's no there's no shame in mm. changing. But I also agree with Tommy in being like, you want to you do in a sense want to prove yourself right that you you can commit to this thing Mm -hmm. 
and uh, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a bit of both in there. I don't think there's there's one because the right might. So the right, I, I understand it. It could be the click though of your value, your mind, like your values coming together, right? And so well, they're in contrast. I think like can they? I think that because I agree, I'm someone who says they're going to do something and has done it. Like if you think about the the daily talk show, it's like the amount of stuff that that took to make that happen with traveling and all that sort of mm. thing. And so it's, I guess it's the commitment to yourself. So for me, I've always done outside of diet. I think diet is a different one. Cause I think there's like from a food perspective with me, there's a bunch more going on, but I think from like a creative perspective, I've always like, I've felt it out where it's like, okay, I'm finishing up a project or I'm starting this or I'm doing this mm. based on, the information I have now, um, I wonder how you much you grow and you change. You sh- you can shift your values can shift mm. over time, and if they don't serve you, but I, I do know that it, like doing this thing, this five videos, I feel better, like busier but better, mm. and and more more internally sort of happy. Yeah. It's a weird thing, but definitely, yeah. And, and so, so that's a- when I. The driver one, has to be like chasing that as your dri- and being your driver of is I think powerful mm. if you can f- follow that internal compass of how do you have, do something that aligns with your values because then it can be the best mm. version of you giving to it. Yeah, but For then me, also I guess like, like if you look at what um, say if we bring our value with that like so say if that becomes our value of like if i do this if i do that if i make this promise and see it through that's where you hold your value how do we reconcile the shift say like use um casey neistat as an example who did his show like he did his daily video stuff for i don't know how many 700 and something days or whatever it was yeah how do you think we can reconcile like if you get to a point where you're not enjoying say the daily video stuff what point is that the dip versus when is that actually a time to be like oh it's not serving me now yeah i think it's case by case and how destructive it it is and and why i mean that guy casey neistat had he talks about nearly losing his marriage and it makes sense with how much effort these things take every single day. How how the, how much a lack of presence you would have doing it. I don't know. Mm. I think it's um, something sustainable is better than nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Or you know, and then sometimes there's time where it requires to go hard for. Yeah, a what's bunch the of big time. leap? But that doesn't. I wonder. Like so because. Because sustainable, I think like sustainable is very powerful, right? If you can create something that you can sustain, then you yeah. know that you can do it for a long time. But I wonder how big things happen. Like how do you take the big, does the sustainable thing mm. manifest into something bigger? Or are there moments of doing something, like so say taking the podcast when we started the podcast I guess it had a good mix of low expectations of what we thought it was going to do for us, but high expectations that we would continue to do it. And it's sort of the commitment grew as we started crossing it off. 
Mm. But um, yeah, I, I wonder about the mind, the mindset stuff, and because I think that part of it too, the friction that I feel is that you and I are really different in our approaches, and I think that when we're talking sometimes, and you're providing feedback to me on how I'm feeling, I take it as a criticism of you're thinking the wrong way this is a better here i'm going to give you a better way of thinking which i think happens with any team when you have a team and you've got different people and so what i'm trying to reconcile at the moment is there's probably a bunch of things that i can take from you and that you can take from me but it is challenging when you have different truths Mm. yeah neither are wrong Mm -hmm. that's the that's the reality of existing that everyone has a version of what's true to them Mm -hmm. and um that's why collaboration is fucking hard like it's yeah it's it's a bizarre thing well because you could also say that the from the outside like there's a bunch of things that won't necessarily serve me emotionally things that don't feel good for me and so and so then you would pick up on it and you'd say hey that's like that's actually not serve like that's that's not serving your emotional state but then i think what i find challenging is that it's part of everything so like for me uh the feeling like the the negative bit is also so intertwined with the positive bit that i don't know how to separate the two so i don't know how to so, for instance, if it's stop caring what people think, like, uh, fuck what people think, like, you're on your own path. Mm-hmm. If I stop caring what people think, I wouldn't do most of the stuff that I, like, I wouldn't spend an hour and a half on the WhatsApp group. I'd be like, well, like, I'll do the show, I'll perform, I'll do uh, the 40 minutes or whatever, and then it doesn't matter. So, I think that that's the, the hard bit is how do you, how can you take the positive without allowing the negative to affect yeah i mean but is there a is there a version of that that's slightly different well i think that you know, that's like what you that's what you your go-to is which is like okay well why don't you take the good and then just make these slight tweaks but it is, it's the hard line that you put there it's either you, you do a show for 40 minutes and then you're done and but that's the cutting. That's the severing of any connection to prevent feeling like. What's well, uh, a nuance? Or like for instance, you from caring what people think. You know. So it's then. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just. I, this is not. And I don't have an answer in that. When I ask mm-hmm. you, is there a another version? Because I mean, the severing of. You know, severing of communication, which would mean you. Well, it's not. It's WhatsApp, not severing like, communication. That drives you. No, to what do I'm saying. Like the, but what I'm saying is you have to allow – so the the cutting of things, you know, for if we think about what my personality is, I don't have uh, big groups of people. I have my, like, small, close friends and then that's easy to manage. And I still make friends. I still have – like, I have close friends. If you think about, like, the relationships that we've all built, like mm. – uh, how close I am with Sevs. I didn't know Sevs two and a half years ago or whatever, two years ago. And so but the thing is I think that I can't um, – yeah, I feel personally like I can't – I don't have the capacity to 
manage many relationships. Whereas I feel like mm. your one of your strengths is being able to go into a big room and speak to everyone and have a great moment in that thing and then walk away. Whereas I feel, and I think that that's to the conversations you and I have had previously where it's like when I walk to work, going to the office, I'm on the phone calling five or six different people, those close people. And so that's that's all, I feel like that's all connected to that closeness or the bit in my brain that can't differentiate or disconnect between having the, I think what I struggle with is the acquaintance potentially. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a heap of acquaintances. I always have felt like I've been able to make, like, not categorise, but I just know where people fit. I know what trust I can put in people. Mm. I know, and 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 doesn't mean that I know if they're a trustworthy person. It's more, what what is their what does our relationship mean? If I'm to really dissect it, where does this person fit in my world, and what am I expecting of them? And I and I feel like I've. I Do you think you have low or high the, expectations of people? Oh, like I'm thinking about a bunch of friends who I wouldn't trust them. I wouldn't tell them anything that. You know, I would never tell them anything um, that I would need to be kept a secret, but that mm. doesn't make them a bad person. That just makes them a version of a friend that is not that. And then I have those ones that I would, you know, the ride or die bitches and, you know, Conspiracy Jimmy, Reese, like these people have been in my life for so, so long. My wife, like you guys. And then, you know, I just understand. And so then, but I don't confuse it all. Like I don't worry about it all. I just... Are you a like good I'm communicator? Quick to place do you them think? in that? Do you communicate? I, 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 but I have different versions of friendships where I, like, I feel like you've got one version, which is high, you know, high, high touch, high, high transparency communication, like honest. It, the version of friendship that you have with Sevs and all, you know, like I feel like that's great. But then I see the friendships that I have where I know what I get from them. I don't need. They're not. Some of them aren't. Mm. really open friendships. So doesn't that mean that you've got, If I feel like you've got a better armor to be able to work through all of that stuff. Whereas I feel like the way that I'm communicating with people, it makes sense. And so you're close homies. And so I think that part of it is the, the, the friction of if, if there's a relationship or connection or acquaintance that's, um, frustrating or painful, your approach is like, oh, they, don't, they don't matter. Like who gives a shit what yeah, this yeah. person thinks? Whereas yeah. for me, it's like, okay, I've invested this. Mm. I have invested something into this. And so it's a painful process of re-detangling or whatever you want to call mm. it. Um, and so, but I think that that is why in previous like if you look at the history of friendships I've had and things like that is like, it's like, it is, uh, you know, probably at a time, six close people that I would be speaking to at least a couple of times a week. Like Scooter Derek is a good example of that. He's someone that I'll FaceTime, you know, every second day or we're talking about tech stuff or things like that. And so I've gotten a lot from the open communication or willingness just to be like, 
let's be mates, let's hang out. But I think I struggle mm. with it within the context of a large group. 100%. I mean, it was our friendship from the beginning, right? Mm. We were talking all the time. It's the, why we created this podcast, really. Because mm. yeah, we were like having two hours a day or whatever kind of phone chats. Of, of this kind of stuff about business, life, talking shit, you know? And so it's like, yeah, I, no, I get that. I get mm. that. It's, what do you think, Sam's about like, friendships? Sam's, look at your, like your friendship. You've got a tight little group and little. Yeah. It's like, but that's perfect for you. That works for you. What have you yeah, learned? Exactly. Anything more that you've learned about the friends? Like I know that like for you, it's like um, when you have a small group of friends, if you don't see them, it then becomes a problem. Like if you, or if mm. things change or if, or if things adjust, it's like, okay, if you're relying on three close friends or whatever then it becomes mm. problematic. What's your take on this stuff? Yeah. I mean, yeah, to what you're saying, it is this sort of like, even though you are like so close to them and, and you're best mates with them and they're in that inner circle, it's still a fragile thing because it's like if if they go, then you've lost all of your friendship. And mm. so, yeah, I, I to the point of like the armor stuff, it's like... You, that's such a vulnerability because you don't have any like if they're gone like you're you, you're gonna go make new friends and mm. so um no I'm yeah not. i i yeah <laughs> i probably oh, feel man. more fulfilled having having that tight group of people around me uh and yeah i mean it's just it's just a thing of being active and trying to i mean because you get so much out of it but you want to be involved in that relationship and sort of like grow it a little bit so mm -hmm. yeah it's i prefer that inner circle stuff i think so much of it too is mm. like how you like grew up or what the like mm. i think for for me it was like okay i never understood when i would start working somewhere and i added everyone on facebook and they would like there's a bunch <laughs> of people who are like oh, i don't do friends on facebook it's like well how we like i always felt felt that it was weird the people who it's like oh, i'm going to we're going to hang out all the time, but you're my workmates. Yeah. Like, mm. and it, it is weird. Like, the workmate thing is weird. Like, this is... Everyone's navigating this mm. this complexity of uh, out of school. Think about, you You know, you're in school because you're forced to be there. I mean, I, you can leave, but mm. at some point you should stay. But you've got the kids that you grew up with. You've probably got your really close ones. But then there's all those people on the peripheral that are just at the same school. And so then they all drop off. You hold your new, mm. new your besties that you've had and then you work, walk into a workplace and it's a similar version. All these people that feel like you're drinking down the pub on a Friday or you're just chatting, you know, during the day or you're working on projects closely, going away on work trips, then it's like a weird thing. Like I think mm -hmm. this is what we've created with our business is I feel like it's actually more of a, friend like we we work hard on the friendship part of it as well as the work but when you're working in a big business i mean george you work in an agency there's a lot of people in there and i ask you what do you think they mm. think about your hump day replays and we had a joke that yeah. they probably are going oh my god is that the guy from the editing suite the quiet one <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah george is a fucking weapon that you didn't realize was uh you know the quiet assassin but you're not quiet at all that's that's the point but these are people that you're working with it's interesting isn't it i know yeah it's so interesting like that's exactly what i think i know there's a few people there that are going oh, yeah 
I like it or whatever. Look, you're doing well. But there'd be so many people that just don't get it and go, what? is that that guy from, you know, yeah, the quiet one. But, but I love that. I love that sort of, like, I feel like with you guys, I can, I can do this sort of stuff and, mm. and it's fun and everyone gets it and the audience are great and that's what I love. But like the friendship thing, yeah, I'm, I think I'm, I've always had like quite a fair few friends, but then... But later, now it's like, yeah, I've got a tight group who, that we talk every day and, and um, you know, you've got your tight, your tight friends. Um, I think Hannah, I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but she's a lot like you, Josh. She, um, mm. She'll have, like, very close friends and, and she'll only be friends with people that she can, you know, tell them anything. She doesn't really have any acquaintances or anything like that. Yeah. She'd rather have the special mm. ones that are super tight. And then... Only yesterday, one of them said that she was moving back to Byron, so that she was like, you know, devastated. It's like you, oh. you, you don't have any. It's like, oh, it's it's really super hard to make friends, like good friends, mm. when one leaves. Well, it's yeah, the, sad. the you can't fast track it. Like the twenty year friendship is not the two year friendship. Just the time, just the being. Like it's just. Mm. A different version, not that it's better or worse. It's just different. It has to be different. Amy definitely found that moving to Melbourne had nobody, like had me, mm. but she knew she knew me fuck all, for fuck all time. It was like year and a, no two years maybe at that point, and she has like six or seven ride or dies, like mm. besties from primary school, yeah. and they just are so close, and then comes to. Need a need need to have to acquaintances because that's what they start with, and you sort of find your people here, but that really rattled the fuck out of her. And George's George's, George's gone. His, his camera. George Hannah unplugged it. She's pissed <laughs> yeah, that he said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is. I mean, yeah, it's moving like moving overseas or Shepparton was close, so it's I don't put it in that category. Moving to Sydney, I I did feel like the. You don't have your people. Mm. Like, mm. it is important, right? Just to even have that small group, just to... Your people, that's probably the best way to say it. Your people, the people... Well, that I feel you. like it's also so related, you know, like the psychology stuff. They connect it with your, you know, previous... Um, how long has that cup been there for, TJ? Oh, I just finished it, it before we started. It was quite green. It's a yeah. green, green smoothie. Yeah. It was a green um, one, yeah. The psychologist <laughs> and stuff, rotten. they talk... <laughs> it looks like that. Um, they're talking about, like connected to your childhood stuff. I think that's why I am not good at communicating or maybe a lot of people aren't because it feels like it is so wired into us. Like the this is where, like how we made friends as kids. Like I think it's not too dissimilar to how like I never liked having to deal with, oh, okay, we're having this big group and we're having this party and it's like who's getting invited who's not getting invited or all that bullshit and i feel like i know it seems trivial to bring it back to um to school days but i wonder how much of our makeup and the way that we approached things when we were younger actually become our reality when we're older i think you've been doing life on new terms from the beginning like mm. you know you you're a unique kid at school Mm -hmm. Doing your own thing, doing what you wanted, and imagine a kid that grows up that doesn't, that falls into the big friendship groups, but doesn't want to be in that. Like, 
wants mm. the close tight ones, mm. but hasn't like it's you, you. It's what you do at school. There's fucking packs of kids everywhere. You know, it's like, yeah. and then you grow up. You're going out, and you know, like it is more of that. And so you could actually you could accidentally be in it and well, be feeling that, like un- the workmate. Like I definitely at uh, like workplaces, like with the fr- like on the Friday night drink thing. I think that part of it is. Uh, you go to a pub and everyone's hanging out and my main thing is like I'm texting Brie being like, hey, I'll be home in X amount of time and I do think I'm like everyone here has like families, they have partners, they have like and I don't know whether that's a unique experience for me but like I would always be like in five minutes like just to be social, just to be like hey, I don't fucking hate everyone. I just don't want to be here. And then I'd fuck off. But how much have you, like, TJ, have you ever had that relationship or connections outside of your marriage or whatever where it's like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my mates? Uh, that That isn't connected to what my... Yeah, Amy like to Amy, like I guess like that? it's that thing of like because I can see that it can be healthy where oh. it's like, oh, like I'm going to go hang out with this group or whatever. And even we, um, yeah. Abby, who we filmed, like she talks, uh, she was talking about how um, she'll go to av- like an event and she was like, she thought it was a bit pathetic that like you had to bring your part, like your partner has to be yeah, at yeah, every yeah. single fucking thing that you're at. Um, I've got some friendships that I actually just like one-on-one time. Like I don't. It's not that I don't want Amy to come. It's that I actually just, for some reason, connecting with this person. Like, I don't know. We just we just love connecting or it's training or something. You know, just getting in deep conversation together. I don't know. So, that, that's fine. It doesn't mm. always have to be a team sport, I guess. Yeah. And no, I just feel yeah. it's all very um, consuming. I was like literally just talking to um, Chloe before the show. And she was saying that her boyfriend... It's his birthday coming up and he's like, I hope that the restrictions aren't lifted by that time because I don't want to have to deal with the pressure of <laughs> picking who's, who's going to come. He'd rather just hang out with the family and stuff. Yeah. Oh, disaster. If you, it's like, oh, 10 people can come over. It's like, oh, so annoying. Friends are going to be pissed off because they, they didn't get the, didn't make Man, the cut so or whatever. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> just five people. It's it's early great. night. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. yeah. No, I love it. Well, happy Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. off to play uh, Monopoly. Uh, really? Yeah. So I, I might do a screen grab, but also on the screen grab oh, thing, screen I've grab. I've um, emailed, or oh, sorry, I DM'd Cam Van, and so I am going to be doing the tile on my great uh, Instagram, <laughs> my personal Instagram. So, yeah. Okay, also, great. as you text him, add the five hundred dollar offering in there. Oh yeah, definitely. First okay. person to take out a five hundred dollar megaphone naming right sponsor gets themselves a video that I'll be creating as part of my weekly, daily videos. It's a good deal. 10 seconds of admin. Did you know you can actually subscribe? It's a podcast. You can do it and also give us a review at Apple Podcasts. Thank you. All right. On that note, we'll see you uh, you tomorrow on Sunday, guys. Have a good one. See you, guys.